Hello, besties, bimbos, and fellow little bozos. I am Sadaf. And I'm Jenny. And welcome to the little bozos. Alrighty, friends. So today, it is Saturday, February 19th, as Jenny and I are sitting here recording this week's episode. We also have a little guest. One of Jenny's roommates from last time is here, Kiana. Hello, hello. Kiana's gonna, gonna sit and watch. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have a fun time, the three of us. But yes, today is Saturday, February 19th. But guess what it's gonna be? Monday, February 21st? Jenny's birthday! I was gonna say President's Day. Sorry. I always forget. <laughs> no, you're we right. We always mix those two up. <laughs> right? Which one is the national it's, holiday and which one celebrates the president's? It's, it, it's uh. also Corbin Blue's birthday. Mr. Uh, Chad Danforth from High School Musical himself. How do you know this? <laughs> Because I've been saying since I was... Actually, that's going to come up in today's episode. I've been saying since I was six that we have the same birthday. That's such a niche thing to know all these characters' birthdays. Oh, also um, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Happy birthday, Alan Rickman. And a Broadway actor and like five friends that I had in high school. Oh, and also my twin sister. Oh, yeah. So, happy birthday, girl. Happy birthday. Anyways, so in celebration of Jenny's early birthday, Jenny, what have you prepared for this week's episode? Do tell the class. So for this episode, we're going to be going through 21 things that I have learned slash done in 21 years. And it's learned slash done because I cannot even tell you what I learned for the first decade of my life. No, it's just things happening to you. Yeah. One to like 10, maybe even like... 14 is just things happening to you. I don't think I fully gained consciousness as a person until I was like 17. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Should we just get uh, into it? Let's jump into it. And also, I Jenny did not disclose these things to me, so I am going to be joining in like with the listeners. This is also going to be an experience for me. I'm really excited because... You didn't know me when I was younger. I did not. You didn't. You you've only met eighteen year old Jenny and onward. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be fun. Okay, be fun fun time. So starting at the ripe old age of one. Oh, I should explain. So I'm just gonna go age by age. Mm-hmm. So instead of it being like two thousand and blank, it's gonna be from February to January of that year. So it's gonna be my age. So age one. I came into existence. That's incredible all, all on its own. That's it. Yes, the fact that you were born is a very special thing. Yes, I also don't know anything about when I was a year old anyway. I mean, who does? <laughs> Good point. Age two. Now, these, these ages, it's not set in stone that this is what I learned or did in those ages, except for a few of them. It's kind of like, I remember this happening. Mm-hmm. So age two, I learned that I needed to bite to defend myself, specifically from my siblings, because they would like apparently try and like cr- climb into my crib. So according to my parents, I would bite them. You were a biter as a kid? I was a biter as a I- kid. <laughs> No, that fits. I can see that. <laughs> you be- no, okay, I don't- Do I look like a biter? I mean, okay, I feel like you can categorize children into, like, you know, kids that were, like, hitters or, like, scratchers and oh. biters. Like, I can see you being categorized as a biter. Yeah, I think my sister was a scratcher. 
Okay. If, if we're categorizing in that way. I think I was a hitter. You you, you look like <laughs> so bad. But I, I can see it. Okay. I can see you as a hitter or a scratcher if we're only doing those three categories. Got it. Okay, moving on. Uh, age three, I mentioned I have a twin and we shared a room up until I think first grade. So sharing is caring. I learned how to share. That's nice. Did it go well? I don't know. Who knows? We'll have to ask your mom. Yeah, honestly. All right, age four. This one was important. This was when I was in preschool, and I learned that chasing a boy around the playground will not make him fall in love with you. You had a crush at four years old? That's so cute. I had a fat crush on this boy, and I would just follow him. No, not follow. Chase him (laughs) all around the playground. And I remember one year we invited him to our birthday party, and he couldn't come, but uh-huh. his mom is friends with my mom. So she came, and I was just sitting on a playground because the party was at a park, just bawling my eyes out because he was sick, and so he couldn't go to the party. And the mom was like, he really wanted to be here, and I'm just sitting there sobbing. That's so sad. Yeah, but he was my first crush, and it was hard. What happened to I him? fell hard. Um, He went to... A different school. He lives, like, on the other side of town, which meant he went to a different elementary school, different middle school, different high school. And then in high school, I ended up doing theater with his older brother. Oh, nice. And so I saw him one day uh, when he came to one of our performances, and I saw him standing there, and I hid because his mom was with him, and he might not recognize me, but his mom would because my mom and her love making fun of it and you were the little girl that was crying because he wouldn't come to your birthday party yeah i was the one chasing him and crying nothing's changed no (laughs) all right um (laughs) age five i did ballet for two years and i was in love with it but at age five i refused to continue so I took ballet for two years, and the instructor that I had was the same person for both years, and she was tra- she was moving or transferring or something, and I have a vivid memory standing outside of the ballet studio, and my mom being like, she's not going to be your teacher, do you want to continue? And I was like, no! And then that was it. <laughs> for a little kid, though, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, for like little like five-year-old Jenny, it makes sense. I don't know, man. She must have been a good teacher. That or I just, my whole idea of not liking change started very early. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Age six, like I mentioned, Corbin Blue. Age six, high school musical, always and forever. That's when the obsession began. Mm -hmm. I had watched it a couple years earlier or just whenever, but I completely fell in love with it by the time I was six. Mm -hmm. And... Corbin Blue, Zac Efron, but specifically, this was around the point in my life where I did not understand what what or who actors were. Uh-huh. So when I say I had a crush on Zac Efron, I really just mean Troy Bolton. Mm-hmm. Because I did not I even though like I've seen like Zac Efron and Troy Bolton, I did not like even acknowledge that they were the same person. Really? Yeah. That's... Oh! Okay, no, that makes sense, though. Because, like, as a... For me, as a kid, I didn't... 
get the concept of actors. Like, it wasn't something I understood, really. Oh, I... I don't understand it until maybe I was like 10 years old, which is when I started doing theater. Oh, we'll get to that. But yes, first, we will get first. to that. We will get to that. But in age seven, this was kind of a monumental summer for me because when I was seven, my family went to New York for, for the first time and I saw my first Broadway show. Mm. It was Hairspray on Broadway. And that's where my love of theater began. Like I had grown up. I, I was growing up and I was watching shows, but it really never clicked in my head until that day we got to go backstage of Hairspray. Mm-hmm. And so we met the actors and I was standing on a Broadway stage looking out and that's when I learned that this is a job and that this is something I can do. Mm-hmm. So even though I didn't actually start acting or doing theater of any kind for a couple more years, I was standing on that stage being like, okay, I know what I'm doing with my life, and that was pretty much it. I've always been really fortunate to know that even if I don't necessarily want to be an actor, I know that this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. whether it's like working backstage or even just the box office at a theater. It's something in this in- industry, and I've known that since I was seven, even if I couldn't just flat out be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. And also that day... I got traumatized on the subway because it was really crowded and it was my parents and my two sisters and it was really crowded and my dad and my twin sister got on the subway Mm -hmm. and the doors closed and even though my mom and my other sister were very much still behind me, I thought I got ditched and I just started (laughs) screaming and crying. It was... And people were looking like, what happened to that child? But like my mom was behind me and I was just completely ignoring her and just freaking out because I was alone on the subway. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's okay. Oh, it's fine now. I went to New- I went to New York <laughs> back in December and every time I walked on the subway, I was like, hmm, I made it. <laughs> you made it. You weren't I made it alone. on. Um, age eight. As I mentioned, I didn't really understand the concept of actors. And by this age, I I understood theater actors, but I didn't... I saw them as two very different things. So at this point, I knew and understood that acting was a job both in theater and film. Mm -hmm. But I only wanted to do theater because I thought that film actors... When their characters died on screen, I thought they actually died. And I was like, I could never come, like, I'll do, I'll do theater on stage because they won't die. But in film, yeah, but on film, I will never act in a movie because if my character dies, I'm going to die. Imagine if that was part of the requirements to like be a film or TV actor. Like, hey, if your character goes, we need to actually take you out. Unless I can be in Les Mis and fall out of a window, because that's how one of the characters dies. He gets shot and, like, falls out the window. Okay. That's the only way I want to do it. I still need to see Les Mis, and I know I haven't seen it. Anyways, we'll see it eventually. We'll, we'll get we'll, to we'll it. We'll get um, to it. It, it. it makes it on the list. <laughs> it makes it on the list. Oh? Yeah. Um... But yeah, so I have a very vivid memory of this one movie. I don't remember what the movie was, but... It was a scene where a pilot was in a plane, and the plane, like, crashes into the mountain. It's not Indiana Jones, because there is 
a scene in the second one, mm-hmm. but it's something else, and he crashes and he dies, obviously. Um, oh. And I remember all like thinking, he just that actor just died. So uh, <laughs> I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm just I'm laughing it's because funny. as a concept, like it's it's so crazy. It, it's really interesting, but also now that I'm 20 and almost 21 and wanting to do this honestly might do it if that's how it was maybe maybe they were like Jenny for your final scene and final moment in life you gotta like fall out of a window and that'll be like the peak I'll do it you'll do it (laughs) that sounds so bad don't do it no don't do it you guys (laughs) all right (laughs) age nine I love storytelling but there's a difference between as an actor and as just like a person who enjoys stories to tell stories and then what I was doing when I was nine which was I would make up stories about people in my life whether I knew them or not like they were just people that went to my school mm-hmm. and I'd make a narrative in my head which is completely fine but then it got to a point where I would actually share that narrative oh. so I wasn't telling stories I was lying to people <laughs> I remember there was this one situation, and I'm really exposing myself here, because I'm not proud of it, uh-huh. but it was, at this point, I wasn't doing theater, and very much that part of me was there, it just didn't have an outlet. I made up this story that I got pantsed at school, and so it was, I made it so true in my own head that I started talking about it out loud and one of the yard duties I can't remember if I actually told him or he just overheard me talking about it but then he was we were standing in the middle of like the blacktop during recess and mm. he was like okay who like who did it and then I literally just pointed to some random dude playing basketball oh my god and the yard duty went over and he's like I don't even know who she is did it was bad. Did was the bad. kid like actually like get in trouble? No. Okay. I just it was it was it was really it was mm, I'm not proud of it. But yeah, I it's, would it's okay. It's it's interesting though because I'm not a good liar, but I was I guess in a way I was acting, but see not in the way that I should have been because mm. I was making up stories and circumstances to a point where I was inventing stuff, but because it was in real life in a school setting when I was nine, I'm just lying to a bunch of people because it's like a performance that's only <laughs> happening for me. So, uh, so funny. <laughs> yeah, that was, I did that's that. That's so interesting. Oh, she's an actress. Wow. Yeah. And then <laughs> go the next year when I was 10 I did my first production, which was Into the Woods, mm-hmm. and that basically was the turning point where I'm like, yep, I'll be doing this for the rest of my life. Thank you. This is all I need. I'm going to quit soccer. I'm going to quit swim. not going to do any more sports. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I didn't know no you more. did multiple sports. I did. I grew up uh, swimming and <clears throat> soccer. Okay. Okay, she's... And I wanna... I tried volleyball, but then I stopped, because theater. 
And then you did ballet for two years. You've done yes. a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, the only one that consistently made me happy was theater. Not that I was unhappy, just the one that actually, once I knew what that felt like, it's the only thing that makes me happy mm-hmm. in that way. Um, so when I was 11, I had always been shy. Like, this wasn't a new thing. It's still... I'm still a little bit shy in some aspects of my life, but I was really shy growing up, and that's also another reason why my mom was like, you should do theater, and it took until I was 10 to actually do it, Mm -hmm. because I was scared. Um, But it's just, it was very weird, because I always wanted to be, like, on stage the center of attention, giving a performance, but at the same time, I didn't want anybody to talk to me, and I wanted to run away. Oh, absolutely. So when I was 11, it kind of hit me that, you know, I can feel both ways, because I still am when I'm in public, and it's like a non-theater or acting environment. I don't want anybody to look at me. I don't want anybody to talk to me, but then in a theater environment, I would love for people to like come up to me after a show being like, oh my god so great but then when people say that to me when it's not in that setting very weird like selective perceive yes like please please think of what was that noise there is a noise in the I building think it's a, you guys. i think it's a car that sounds like a car okay anyway <laughs> sorry for the car ambiance um Yeah, I didn't want anybody to perceive me, and I still don't, but it was just a little bit less clear when I was 11. Also, when I was 11, I basically figured out that YouTube exists, because a lot of my friends had phones. I didn't have a phone. I didn't get a phone until I was 14, Mm -hmm. and my older sister got, she either got a new iPod Touch or a phone. I don't remember which one, but I got her old iPod Touch. And, like, it didn't have a camera or anything, but I could use it for apps and music. And one of the apps on the iPod Touch was YouTube. It wasn't, like, the the nicest version of YouTube, but it was YouTube nonetheless. And so, you know, I got exposed to the internet, which kind of became a big part of my childhood and why I got in trouble a lot. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get to that. Age 12. I, Les Mis was my favorite movie of all time, and I would be lying if I, if it wasn't, mm-hmm. because when I was 12, it, it came out in 2012, and then I started watching it in, when I was 12, just that year alone, I watched it at least 70 times. Are you serious? I'm, it's, and... I would still talk crap about how much I did not like Hugh Jackman and Russell Crowe in that movie. I haven't seen the movie, so but I, I know people don't love Hugh Jackman's I portrayal. Put, I, I put myself such on a high pedestal being like, yeah, I don't like Hugh Jackman or Russell Crowe in this. And it turned into me being like, yeah, I don't like Hugh Jackman as an actor, which is a lie. Yeah, it is. Because... Well, honestly, I felt that way just because I didn't really, I I just didn't really care for him Mm -hmm. until I saw him in Oklahoma. And I was like, okay, love him. Love the band. He's redeemed himself. Oh my gosh, he's incredible. Which is interesting because it's young Hugh Jackman. Yes. So it's like, really, I've liked him all along. I just wouldn't admit it. 
And I saw Les Mis over winter break and a little bit, like, not as rewatching it a little bit older and looking at it not from a perspective of, okay, I'm watching it for all these other people and not Hugh Jackman. I do like him in the role. I definitely think somebody else could have been better or more suited, but given that they probably cast him for, like, somebody who could sing but also has a name Mm -hmm. that people would want to go watch, it was good casting. Mm -hmm. It was great casting, if that's how they were looking at it, which they were, given Russell Uh (laughs) Crowe. Anyway, we won't get into that one, but... I would I wouldn't admit that Les Mis was my favorite movie. Why? Were you like embarrassed? I, I wasn't embarrassed. Like I would toot my horn that I had seen Les Mis that many times and I knew all these French words and I owned the book and I read the book. I read about like 60% of the book because I love like the French Revolution and the revolutionaries. Mm-hmm. And my favorite Broadway actor um plays the main like the leader of the revolution Mm -hmm. so it was like it all kind of came together but I still wouldn't say it was my favorite movie I would be like "Mm, you know it's it's one of them but it's not my favorite movie you were just quirky but yeah I was like a I was acting like I'm a quirky 12 year old because I'm not like obsessed with the same things that everybody else was Mm -hmm. because I listened to like One Direction in middle school, but I wasn't obsessed with them. Like, I knew their names. I knew what they were up to, but I wasn't, like, I'm, like, a directioner. Because I was, like, I like the French Revolution and the revolutionaries and Les Mis. You were just different. You weren't I was, doing it like all the other girlies. I was so annoying. But <laughs> we were all annoying at 12. But, I, I can, mm. but as a 20-year-old, I can say that is my favorite movie of all times. I mean, if you turn around, you can see a little poster and oh, yeah. my childhood bedroom has artwork from the movie and i've seen it on i mean i've seen it on broadway twice and i saw it i saw it twice on broadway in one week i just i don't i don't understand why i wouldn't just admit it cuz you're e- just being different cuz even if my mom has seen that movie at least 50 times as a result of the way <laughs> i acted and like so so has my older sister. Like, we're all... Our family's really big on Les Mis just because of what I put them all through. But, yeah, it's my favorite movie. As a 20-year-old, I will say it. Les Mis is my favorite movie. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Age 13. Uh, as I mentioned, I got introduced to the internet when I was 11. So, age 13, I put, someone take Twitter away from me. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, my parents did, so... <laughs> wait, really? I got a Chromebook, which was my first laptop, when I was 13, and I basically, besides the couple things I had to use it for, for school, mm-hmm. I basically just used it for Twitter. Twitter.com, I was tweeting, Ugh. and I don't know why, but just because... I don't know if it was I didn't understand the internet or I was just convinced that, oh, my parents would never understand Twitter and they wouldn't look at it. I would tweet stuff at all hours of the day when I wasn't supposed to be on my phone Mm -hmm. and would also, in my sad emo Tumblr phase, because we grew up in, like, the sad Tumblr phase where, unfortunately, like, depression and all that was kind of 
glorified. Yeah. Especially on Tumblr, and they made it look, like... Pretty. Pretty and cool, and I gave into that 100%. So I would tweet stuff that I 100% should not have been tweeting, and I remember there was one point I tweeted something, and my dad walked in my room, and he's like... And he didn't even say, like, I saw your tweet. He was just like, you can't... You can't be putting that type of stuff on the internet. And even though it was, like, sad and depressing stuff, he would walk in my room, and I'm just sitting on my laptop, like... Typing away. Typing away all these tweets. It was really... Are they still up, or did did they get deleted? Okay, I will... Those, like, the specific ones I'm talking about got deleted immediately. Okay. But my Twitter in general, I don't use Twitter. Mm-hmm. I think I re-downloaded it, like, a month ago to advertise for Little Bozos, and then that was it, because we made a Twitter for it. It has not been touched, but go ahead and follow it. Um, If you go onto my Twitter which I think is just my name, mm-hmm. it's, I have, I think, like, 7,000 tweets. How many do I have? I'm and curious. it's been a very long time since I used it. But, yeah, I would post random stuff. I'm actually really interested. Maybe, maybe one episode we just go through our Twitter. We read our, we read our drafts. Yes. Oh, that'd oh be, my gosh. oh, that'd be crazy. Okay. That's a great... Okay, we're going to stick a pin in that. We're going to stick a pin in that, you guys. Yes. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, okay. So, that's the end. So, that's 13. So, now we're going to reach 14. And this is when... I wouldn't say things get rough. It's just... It's less of the things that I did or learned was like... Les Mis is my favorite movie. Or theater. It gets a little bit more... I wouldn't say serious, but just... Middle school, I learned a lot. Like, end of middle school, beginning of high school, I learned a lot. And especially from when I was 14 to now, I learned a lot about myself. And so that's more of what we're going to talk about. Yay! <laughs> so, age 14, I learned that being nice to everyone will lead to people taking advantage of you. Yeah. And I learned that a lot from my friends that I had in my freshman year of high school and also freshman year of high school got introduced to the whole group project sort of situation where I was the girl that everybody wanted in their group because they knew that if they didn't do their work I would do it just so we had everything to turn it oh that's not fun and I'm oh and even if like the actual group work is difficult I've always been really good at the group presentations Mm -hmm. so I was like the person that will pick up slack and do and still make it look really good Mm. yeah and I didn't realize that I I didn't realize that till I think junior year of high school when I suddenly everybody wanted to be my friend in my English class Mm -hmm. but then not talk to me except for group projects no that's messed up yeah um and then with friends I had this weird like situation where in the spring of both my freshman and sophomore years of high school, I showed up to school one day and the friend groups I had just stopped talking to me. And they wouldn't talk to me at all and I didn't know what I did wrong. To this day, I still don't know if I actually did something, but they would just stop talking to me. And I would just kind of let them kind of walk all over me because at least freshman year, the girls in the friend group a couple of them just stopped talking to me, and then two of them were just really rude to me. Ew. And eventually, I got back in touch with one of the girls, and I was like, I just, 
did I do something wrong? Because it bothered me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to not be friends with somebody and you just both not like like each other or somebody who doesn't know you doesn't like you, like you but it's mm-hmm. like I used to hang out with these girls after school all the time and it was just one day out of the blue they just stopped talking to me and it wasn't that they didn't want me in their friend group they were just completely rude and I had no idea why and so when I got back in touch with one of the girls I asked her and she was like oh I don't know everybody else just stopped liking you so I just went along with it those type of people can honestly like go choke like <laughs> like no because like age like 12 to like 14 15 kids are so mean it's awful like, they're so mean it's awful and they do unwarranted stuff like that anyways let me stop before I get into it we can get into that too <laughs> um age 15 sometimes when you want something you have to do it yourself Mm. Or go out and get what you want because I really liked doing theater and as a sophomore in high school, a lot of the casting in high schools are very much like, okay, yes, this sophomore would be great in this part, but this is this senior's last chance to have a show. Yeah. And that happened a lot with me my freshman and sophomore year, especially my sophomore year, there was a play that it was like the fall play and I didn't get cast in it and one of the girls who was my friend but also not my friend like she was considered my best friend but she didn't treat like she treated me like crap a frenemy yeah she treated me like yes she treated me like absolute crap and this was the situation where I fully realized that was she's also she was also a sophomore and she got cast in the show and I even went to the director being like, hey, like, is there something I need to do better? Because I, I also felt really good with my callback. And I everybody kept coming up to me being like, oh my gosh, like, you're going to get this role. And then I didn't. And all of my friends got cast. What the director say? Um, the directors, the director basically said it was, it was given, it was given to two seniors. Oh. And so that was why. And it was a play, not a musical, so he couldn't just shove me in the ensemble. And when, before I talked to him, I had talked to, like, my friend, because we had PE together, and she was like, well, maybe you just weren't good enough. That is such a mean thing to say. It was awful, and it made me really uncomfortable, because I was also, even if I didn't get cast, I was really proud of myself, because mm. um, I don't remember why I don't know if it was because I was sick or honestly just anxiety but I almost threw up right before the callback so I really like pushed through that shit yeah and I was proud of myself of getting through it so even though I didn't get cast I was able to do something like that when I wasn't at my best Mm -hmm. and I felt like it was a really good callback yeah but then you know she trampled all over my um self-esteem dude callbacks are tough yeah, so I basically started going out and getting it in my high school, and he, uh, we do one acts, mm. and so I started like getting involved in that, be- and so I was able to be in that my sophomore year of high school, so then I was in the theater department and doing stuff, mm. and just always there because I wanted, I wanted to do stuff in theater at high school. But my freshman year and my sophomore year, at least in the beginning of my sophomore year, I was just, like, waiting around, like, okay, audition, gonna show up, audition, oh, I didn't get cast. 
I actually started actively doing stuff. Um, so yeah, that was 15, and then 16, this one's a two-parter, not everyone needs to like you, and don't (sighs) date people in your industry. (laughs) Yeah? I I, I put in parentheses at your age, like, when I mean industry, like, don't date people in theater. Oh, yeah, because teenagers don't know how to, like, make it work if they break up. Yes, there's a very big difference of dating, like, dating another kid who's in the theater, who's, like, active in theater in high school. That's different from dating another theater major in college, but then that's also different from dating another actor or just somebody else who works in the industry. So what I mean by that was I kind of made a rule for myself where I wouldn't date anybody in the high school theater. And I've, I mean, it hasn't really become an issue, but I also kind of have that mindset with school. Like we've talked about dating apps and stuff. Anytime I saw somebody who was a theater major, whether I thought they were cute or interesting at all, left. it was a hard left, Swipe left solely because I didn't know if I could handle it. No. But it's also like, they understand what you're mm-hmm. doing. So it's just like a weird, I don't know. Anyway, maybe, well, maybe in the future. Who knows? Maybe. But, yeah, I dated, when I was 16, I dated the first two and last two, as of right now, people in the theater department at my high school. And it was weird. Let's just, it was weird. And I will never do it again. Um, yeah, it, it's a conflict of interest. It's very much a conflict of interest, and the not everyone needs to like you, I kind of was realizing, because my sister and I grew up having the same friend group, and then in high school we tried to separate, and then some of those, some of her friends who used to be my friends kind of stopped liking me, just, but it had nothing to do with me, it was just like, in a way, quote unquote, they picked a sister. Why were people so mean to you? We're not even gonna get it. We're not gonna get into it. That's like a whole. That's okay. That that that's, that's an off for, the record conversation. That's for an off the re- yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that was uh sixteen. I dated two people in my theater department, and there's not that many guys in theater, so two a lot. Oh. Uh, and then when I was seventeen, you can't do everything you want and please everyone. Yeah. So when I was 17, that's when college, I had to start thinking about actually what I wanted to do with college. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was always, I was going to go to school and do theater. Hmm. In what capacity, I didn't know. But it was something in theater. But then it was a question of, I really like history and English. Do I want to do something with that? Do I see a future with maybe playwriting? Maybe. Do I want to go to college for it? Who knows? It's... I was trying to figure out all that, and then also, as an upperclassman, I wanted to do all of the shows in high school, as well as, like, the outside community productions, and so junior and senior year, I was in every single production, Mm -hmm. which honestly meant from August to May, I was... You were booked and busy. I was every single week... Like, a lot of times people ask me what I did in high school, and I always say theater, and it doesn't sound like a lot, but really, Mondays through Fridays, I was busy, and by the time, like, weekends rolled around, my friends were all in the theater, like, in theater, so I didn't feel like I needed 
to hang out with them and I would do homework and occasionally hang out with friends but really you know there's there's a reason why a lot of people their close friends are also in theater because those are the people that you see we see each other all the time dude. yeah I mean that's how I mean that's how we became really close we saw each other like four days out of the week yeah and then on zoom we saw <laughs> on zoom on we zoom. saw each other Monday through Friday and sometimes on the weekends sometimes sometimes Alright, so that was that. I also kept wanting... I was in the whole, like, I need to please my parents. But my parents were really only telling me, like... I was I was really fortunate with this because they were, they were always like, we will support you, but you have to go to college. Mm-hmm. That was, like, their big thing. You want to you wanna go to school for theater? Okay, but you have to go to school for theater. You can't just... Even though I could have very much not gone to school and just tried the whole moving... Move to LA, get an agent. Move to LA, get an agent. I very much could have done that. My parents were like, oh, you can, but you will not. (laughs) Even though I never wanted to. I always knew I wanted to go to college. Um, So, yeah, I kind of put this pressure on me that I need to please my parents, even though they weren't directly saying specific things. Mm -hmm. It was just I got this feeling that I needed to do this and I needed to to do this. Um... And also because I was constantly busy in rehearsals, I needed to do well in school. Mm. So it can see, like, I can handle all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so... 17 was kind of when my anxiety got really bad and just things were a little bit rough. Oh. But 18... I feel... If we're gonna say things get a little, like... I sound wise or philosophical, this is this is the time... <laughs> is 18 through 20 because age 18 I fell in love for the first time Aww. and <laughs> yeah yeah and that's yeah growing up I had always wanted I wanted to know because I read a lot of YA books when I was younger still do so I always wanted to know what that love felt like and I always wanted that sort of high school romance and even though I had dated people in high school, I dated, like, two two other people in high school, it was never anything like that. It was always short and weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, for me, when I was 18, I learned that romantic love is not something that is necessary. Because mm-hmm. I always thought that if I fell in love or had somebody to love romantically and in that capacity, I would be set. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have somebody... But when I was 18, I sort of realized that... And I didn't realize this in full until maybe last year. Right. But it's... It's not the dating somebody that will make your life whole. Mm-hmm. It's... They'll make your life better in the way that... You know, you're doing all this in your life and you're doing great. And I want to share this with this person. Yeah. And I didn't realize that until I fell in love and I was feeling all these things and the person wasn't no the person wasn't acting the same way it was a we're in this together in the way that we're in this together and not more of this is what I'm doing with my life and I love you and I want you to come along with me in whatever capacity you want to Hmm. and we will make it work because we love each other, not a, we love each other, so you're going to do this, this, and this. So that's kind of what Ew. I was going through when I was 18. 
And then 19, this one was a doozy, because 19, we got the pandemic, we have the end of that first love, and for age 19, relationships, for the most part, won't work, whether that's friendship or romantic, or even in your family, because um, I did struggle with relationships in all three of those aspects. Mm-hmm. And it's normal. And it's completely normal. And even though a lot of people don't talk about it or you don't see it happening with other people except maybe in film and like theater, it's there. Everybody's going through it in some way. And I saw that firsthand within myself and then also in my family and with some of my other friends. And then there was kind of a second part that I wanted to add to this one because this was a huge thing that I went through when I was home when I was 19. Was sometimes you won't realize how good or bad something was until you're out of it. Yep. That's a that's a doozy. That's a (laughs) that's a that's a good one. Yeah, we won't get into that one that much, but But uh, we will announce it. We will have announced it, and and now. Do with that information what you will. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then age 20, with all of that combined, um, growth, I've truly realized that growth is invisible. Mm. I've had a lot of people tell me, like, you've changed so much and you've grown, and it it has never felt like it. Because when I look in the mirror, I am the same four foot (laughs) ten girl that I was in high school like I look even though my face might look a little bit older Mm -hmm. on the outside I look the exact same as I have for years and I haven't until recently been able to look at myself and be like yeah that is not the same person like I'm very much not the same girl I was when I was 18 and with everything that's happened recently I am not even the same person I was a month ago And not even, like, the, everybody's growing and evolving, but don't even, don't even recognize that person at this point. But, yeah, that was age 20. Um, We said 21 things, but actually, 21, who the heck knows? I still have another day to figure that out. Um, Yeah, that was my 21 things. Any input, Sadaf? That was a lot of talking Hmm. on my end. Just that I love and care you very much, and I hope that we can celebrate lots of birthdays together in the future. Yes, I I also feel like there should be an episode where we break down how much of a hot mess my birthdays are. Oh yeah. Because (laughs) this is the first birthday I'm going to have that I'm, one, actually like really excited for. Yes. And... It's not a, oh, I have to go to high school for my birthday, or, oh, I'm going to get broken up with on my birthday. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Crazy, crazy times. Yeah, that's... Crazy times. That was my 21 things. 20, technically. Do you think you'll have a 21 thing, 21st thing to share at some point? Um... I mean, I have one in mind, but technically I can't say it because it involves something I'm technically not supposed to be doing until I'm 21. Ooh. Um, we'll keep it a secret. Actually, you know what? No. I'll say it. I'll oh, say it. She'll say it. Beer? Gross. Anyway, that's it. That's 21. Is that it? That's 21. <laughs> <laughs> that is 21. I was... 
I was expecting something a little bit more insightful, but you know what? I'll we'll take it. Well, it's twenty. It's twenty one things. It's twenty one <laughs> things. You reached. You reached it. You reached the, the word count. The evolution we have beginning. I chased a boy. I love High School Musical too. Relationships they come and go, and then I hate beer. I hate beer. I I imagine it tastes gross. Yeah. Well. I mean, I haven't had much experience except this one time my parents let me. It was at a baseball game. Anyway. Anyway. We're done exposing me. That was 21 things. <laughs> well, yes. I certainly look forward to Monday for your birthday where yes. we can celebrate the joy that is Jennifer Icorn. I'm probably going to have work that day, but. It's okay. I have school all day and rehearsal. It's okay. I'll Distractions. Se- Distractions. Woo! I'll send you a long text message. Okay. <laughs> Looking forward to it. All right, everybody. That was 21 things with Jenny. Wow, 21 years gone by in a flash. Oh, gosh, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Kiana, for sitting and listening. Of we love <laughs> Kiana. It was a fun time. It was a fire fun time. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Um, as always, everybody, please be sure to check out our Instagram at Little Bozos Podcast to keep up with any updates and whatnot. Uh, be sure to wish Jenny a happy birthday on Monday. If you don't wish Jenny a happy birthday, something bad's gonna happen. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well. <laughs> well. Now that we've threatened everybody. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in and be sure to subscribe, rate, all of those things, share with your friends, and as always, bye bye